We are back. Top of the hour, last hour. Kenny Will, Hi, Jay Foreman, old school. Brought to you by the Mercado Certified Piedmontese. Special ingredients at Butcher Shop. Located at 84th and Havelock. Every type of meat, every type of cut. Going to the Butcher Shop. Tell him I said to say, what's up? And, uh, Kenny, before we start talking about the uh, Fred Hoiberg and, and the Huskers, let's give the baseball team some props. DP was up in Minneapolis um, with the indoor tournament at the U.S. Bank uh, Stadium. I'm glad they didn't because it was cold up there. Oh, DP, man. See, I left, and DP got the snow. So, hey, he, he should have known. <laughs> he should have known if I'm coming back, right? But, anyways, uh, they beat Vanderbilt. With it. Now, I wouldn't say with E. Number 17. Yeah, number, number 17, Vanderbilt. Has been playing outside, playing basketball more. It should be more ready than the Huskers. It's big for the Huskers for for a couple reasons. The first series against San Diego was not very good, mm-hmm. obviously. But then ever since then, they kind of hit their stride. But then also, when you play against Vanderbilt, who's you know a staple of being in the mix for in the, the mix. For, for World series, World yep. series, and so they're kind of as they say a, a modern day new blue blood as far as baseball. But it's also big for Nebraska to have that victory in their back pocket for the confidence. Yes. Especially after last year. Yes. Where the expectations were so high. Seems like the chemistry might have been off and, and had some injuries. You had guys come back. They've kind of added and subtracted to the roster from last year. Um, recruited well. Um, and so it was good to see them to go up there and beat number uh, seven Vanderbilt. And I wouldn't say with ease, but definitely they they – had control of the game. And oh. so that lets you know what the potential is. I don't care if the game's inside. Vanderbilt showed up with the same players. They showed up to win. They showed up to expected expect or they showed up to expected expecting to win uh and got beat. They didn't play that game like as like a scrimmage. They no. played that cuz they're 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 still trying to get their bearings together too. So they're 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 they got their full deck. Now are they are in mid-season form? No, no. nobody is. Nobody but at is. the end of the day, everybody's at the same time playing. Vanderbilt probably is a little bit or should have been a little bit higher or a little bit farther than Nebraska considering, you know, where, the weather, weather where they're located and, where, and what they're able to do, you know, year round as far as, you know, training. Whereas Nebraska obviously due to weather um, and not getting outside is definitely, uh, you know, at a disadvantage. But obviously whatever they've been doing, Coach Bolton staff, they've done a really good job. So you want, I wanted to give them props before we move on to the Hellcat Huskers. So I think it was a good weekend. For Nebraska sports in general, obviously, uh, you know, the women's team, obviously they, they could have or should have pulled it out. But we're going to talk about these men Huskers going up to uh, Iowa, Iowa City, City after a disappointing loss to Michigan State, the way they lost against Michigan State, um, and going up to Iowa City and playing the hottest team at that point in time mm-hmm. in the Big Ten. And because uh, Iowa, ever since that Nebraska loss, seems like they really were ramping up their offensive output and they've been beating people, especially at home, and shooting the ball well. So uh, that's a huge victory for Nebraska, not only to end your regular season with a positive note. You were probably five or six possessions away from getting a, a bye from Wednesday. Um, but Penn State, you know, they won both Penn of their State games. Penn State won both of theirs. Uh, Nebraska didn't. But anytime that you, you, feel, you should feel a lot more confident or, you know, going on the road, getting a victory – against a rival team, a team that's beat you pretty handily at Iowa City, a team that's been playing hot, a um, team that's going to test you and kind of get you ready going into the Big Ten tournament versus going up there and, and losing two games in a row and, uh, you know, not have that winning feeling. Now they get to play Minnesota 
again, a team that they know, um, team they might be favored against, but a team that they need to beat and then move on from there. So you look at the, you know, there's just a few weeks ago that uh, there, there was no glimmer of hope for Nebraska's basketball team. Lost two starters, two mainstay starters, one of the best on-the-ball defenders, you know, not only in the Big Ten but in the nation. Then you lost, you know, kind of like your new age junkyard dog and Gary uh, for, you know, before that. Uh, so you lose two legitimate starters. Um, we got Romel Lloyd, you know, uh, redshirted, you know, for this year. And Lawrence was kind of getting spot duty. And Sam Hoiberg wasn't even playing. Mm-mm. And so for them to finish above 500, which Nebraska hadn't done, obviously, for a while, um, and then play that the way they've played afterwards, kind of, you know, you get not kind of, you got to give them props, not only the players, the coaches, administration, um, you know, but the team as a whole. Now, that's great. You know, Kenny is is really good, but you know, come Wednesday, it's got to be on. Is that what you think? Oh yeah, the Hoyt burglar. Hoyt burglar. Somebody put that on Twitter. Hoyt Hoyt burglar. I like it. He plays with so much grit, yeah, toughness, and I think he's so savvy because watch some of the the things that he does on the court. He's a gambler too now. Yeah. He'll go for a steal every now and then, but he he picks his moments. Right. He picks his and moments. In Maryland, yeah, in yeah. the Maryland. But the one that I, when his little butt got in there and got that rebound, and then another one he got it. He got yeah. position and tapped it out. He just knows he has his niche. He's found it. Right, and, and he's he just ran with it. and he ran with it. Yeah, I mean, I wish a lot a lot more athletes would. Would do that. Find what you're good at on the team, on the, your within role, the team, within with your team, role, and expand it, and just run with it. Be the all-American you. Yeah. I mean, really, to be honest with you, in I'd like to ask Fred, like, how many times when you were coaching, you know, Iowa State or the NBA, you know, when he was probably playing youth basketball, was he out there watching practice and jumping in some of them drills? Because even when he potentially could be out of position, he knows whatever he, where everybody's at, so he gets right back yes. in position. And he's always spacing the court. Yes. So his he's he's able to take calculated risks because not only let's even take it back from the beginning. He, he chooses to come here and walk on. Doesn't have to. Um, had a really good high school career. Him and his brother, uh, really good player. I always thought that he was a Division One player. I saw him play against Division One guys and get busy. Mm-hmm. Um, but he walks on. He faces that he's the coach's son. People are thinking like he's not that good. Obviously, they know when he come to practice, he be practicing. Yep. Right, he never let his standard of practice or play slip slip for two years, and then when he got his chance, it was it was he went from okay he's in, okay he makes a couple free throws, oh he's in, oh he got a steal, he don't shoot, he's in, does a couple things, makes a couple or makes a layup, oh, okay then hits a couple free throws, oh then he starts to come in and then he gets bit and then now it's every game you know what you're gonna get and. You know, you got you got to give him you got to give him credit from the from the get go, because he put the work in, continue to work. If you seen him in high school, which he was put to you know he's put together pretty well in high school. You see him now. I think he's improved physically, both in athletic ability, but then body wise to to be able to compete in the Big Ten. So you got to give him credit for that. Um, and the stand power, obviously, with your dad as a coach, you you know you have to. But you know, very easily he could have just said, you know what, I you know. I don't feel like playing basketball. I just want to be a student. You know? I, and and he lo- you can so you know he loves to compete and he loves basketball. 
So I, that's why he's that's that's the he loves basketball. I take him as a safety. Oh yeah, he his, his physicality. Right, he'd be a nice little he'd be a, a, a nice safety in in box in box in, safety. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'd be recruiting him. Oh yeah, right now. Oh yeah. Nebraska had a, a guard. Was it four years ago? Little guard out of Kansas City. Um, Benny Parker. I I I I tried recruiting him every day. I saw him at the training table. He'd be a corner. I watched his high yeah. school film, and yeah. I said, "I say, hey, you got some football left in you." He'd be like, "Yeah, yeah." You know, he's probably yeah. yeah he was me, a good corner. Shoot me BS. Corner. But I watched his high school film, and yeah. I said, "He probably he's a better corner than what we had on on the, the roster, roster at right. the time." Yeah, Dude is quick, quick because yeah. of his feet. His yeah, and he could jump. And, he, and I said, "That's something we need on the right." Well, because you're you're watching him play basketball. And he's doing DB drills out there. You're backpedaling. Yep. You're opening your hips. You're sprinting. You're cutting. Change of direction. Change of direction. You're high pointing high the ball. Point. You're catching it with your hands. You're doing everything you need to do. That's why I always say, tell kids, play ba- play football because it helps you with basketball. Play basketball helps you with football. Run track because it helps you with all. Yep. And wh- whatever else you choose to do, even baseball helps you. So I mean, same thing. I, I mean, take him as an in the box safety oh, yeah. right now. Oh yeah, he's already got the upper body. Right, because he would. Because he first of all, he'd be smart. So, he's smart. So you already know with Sam Hoiberg, his play entry would be, would be phenomenal. Yes. So he would. He see the thing with him that you already know, and that you could. And I, and I picked up on this watching him how they sometimes go to zone defense and, and man or whatever. That, you know, sometimes you see you've seen it. You would, where you know obviously when you went on the field this year. Whereas, like, say, like a safety is supposed to fill in in between the the tackle and the tight end. So for you people out there, the, the, it goes from, you know, center guard is a gap, guard tackle B, tackle tight end C. Obviously, D is outside the tight end. If the safety is supposed to fill into the C C gap, most safeties that I've seen, at least around here, <laughs> would just only stick in the C gap. Well, there might be a chance that that three technique accidentally gets jettisoned out to your C gap. So my three up. techniques hit the weight room then. Well no it just happens. No, it just happens because he may get he may get they, doubled they, and they, it might get doubled and you get, get pu- pushed out, out. Which generally you would say if you get pushed out to the C gap, now you're in the C gap. So now a safety you know coming down and filling should be filling into the B gap. Which would make him right. Which make everybody right. Because you know what the object of of playing team defense at Austin? Is to stop the guy with the ball. ball. That's the, that's actually what you're supposed to do. I think some <laughs> really? people, yeah. That, I'm, I'm being, he, he, he's been, of all the football you, knowledge, no, he's being serious. No, but I'm being dead serious. The the concept, and this is portable to basketball. The concept of defense on basketball in, in basketball, whether it's man or zone. This is, and I'm look. Fred Horbury's the coach. Their assistant coaches are great, but I know a little bit about basketball. This is what kids don't understand. In basketball, you're generally guarding your man. Generally. Not 100% of the time. Most of the time, you're guarding your man. I know you might want to play gap. You want to, you know, you might want to pack the line. You might want to do all that stuff is fine. That's like the new coaching. Mm, you know, they went, to, they went to a coaching clinic, and this is the, you know, with this uh, what's hot. Yeah, in Vogue. John Calipari or somebody got you pay $500, you know, and then you, pay, you got a YouTube subscription to his thing. <laughs> it's still man-to-man. When you play zone, you're guarding an area in, and a man. Yep. So it's really no different than football. So if we're if me and Kenny are inside linebackers in a cover three drop, and we're we're both hook droppers, right? We know we have an area, but if a man comes there, just by osmosis, I will take him. And Kenny sees me take him, and say I accidentally go oh I go over 
the center line, because that's generally kind of like the difference in the hook job. Mm-hmm. Well, Kenny knows that since I'm kind of doing his job, Kenny's actually going to make me right. That's the that's the concept of. That's what I told you last week. I wanted to know the yeah. whole. Scheme, know everyone's job. Because if I know where he's supposed to be and he's not there, then I can probably have his back. Right. Mm-hmm. So again, if Jay goes across the center, then my my thinking is I have I need to scoot where Jay was. Right. Because everything's all the action is going that way. That's t- taking him that way. Right. So I need to slide that way also. Right. So, and there's different like schematics and stuff you can do. And Nebraska's done a really good job defensively. I think that's what really has helped them be more consistent. Is getting better at what they started the year out doing defensively, as far as in the basketball, which has led to them to be more confident yep. on offense because they're getting more possessions. So when you're getting more possessions. It's not as it's not do or die like say like last year. If they miss two threes, you're like, oh, we know we ain't stopping nobody down here. <laughs> so if we down by four, we already know we're almost close to double digits. So if we come down on that third possession after missing two, and if we don't get something going to the rack and get to the free throw line, now we're down by double digits in the chance of us coming back because we're not being able to do it on the defensive end. And it's and it's actually from every player that's come that comes you know that starts or either comes off the bench. So you got to give kudos to like you know Fred and those guys and those players because very easily, easily they, they could have packed just, it in. They could have and they had every excuse to. Yep. They had every excuse. Oh, our coach is on the line. Job is on the line. We you know we you know we got bad luck. We're Nebraska basketball. Mm-hmm. We you know we you know we we were we would have been really good, but this person got hurt. This person got hurt. So you know what? Screw it. You will see what happens next year. They just said you know what? We're going to play even better. Now, they took a week to kind of get over that, you know, Bandamel, but then after that they were, you know, was ready to go. And, and, and uh, Their defense has led to their offense. Right. Them playing defense for 24 seconds right. has led to them. It's crazy because every single one of them has bought into, okay, we're, we're, we're not a very tall team. Or better, it wouldn't even say, like, overly athletic, right? Uh, we're not a bunch of high flowers, nope. flyers. So, but they find a way to to protect the rim by taking charges or being in the right spot yep. to kind of affect you, the way you shoot. So there's a lot of bodies always. There's not a lot of clean shots, you know, right now, or there hasn't been a lot of clean shots for the opponent all year long. So that allows them to, you know, obviously get the shooting percentage of their opponent down, and then they team rebound a lot better. I think it's crucial not to, you know, not to. Well, if we didn't mention the addition of Sam Greasel in the sense of having a guy that's a legit 6'7 that can go in there and rebound and be able to take the ball, that's an extra rebounder because he's a big body. And he can bring it up to court. And he can bring it up to court. So then, therefore, now you can control the pace. Yes. Right? And he's such a big body that where he doesn't have to have the fancy handles, he can just back you down the whole mm-hmm. way, and that's what you want. And then to go with Derek Walker, um, I think it was good to, you know, this last game to see CJ, you know, have a couple games good in a row, which is really, really good for him. You're going to need him, obviously, in this next game. Um, and then Tominaga, obviously, is really taking, you know, a hold of a, you know, true scorer's role. And it's good to where he's not – when he's not explosive, there's other guys that score that will score the basketball. Obviously, Lawrence has gotten Lawrence better. Lawrence has gotten better, really. Right. He made some big-time threes for him this past weekend. Right. Which it's you know ever since he had the the game where he had a, a, a little bit of free throw trouble mm-hmm. and he was mad at himself he's been on fire yeah and that's sometimes what you need you know and so it's it's uh you know both basketball programs I feel good about you know I like it I think it's obviously still not the finished product 
the coaches would tell you the same, but I think they're doing everything they've set out to do and said they were going to do. So for that is what is really important to me. Yeah. And it's just a reflection that, you know, the players and the play just kind of reflects that. And so, um, you know, we got a little, a few minutes. We're talking about the football talk, uh, a little bit of recruiting. Obviously, Dylan Rayola is the big deal. A little recruiting, and and I know seven on seven is getting started. Uh, I always wanted to ask you, Kenny, in the meetings that you've been in, being in with the different staff, seven on seven really wasn't big when you was with T Sam, right? Nope. So, in present day, how much is Hold on, when you say seven on seven, like within your team or no, high seven, school? High school, like gotcha. these kids that go these seven on gotcha. seven, that's where they seem like they get a lot of looks, right? Yep. Like how how much is that talked about? Is it, it is it is is the seven on seven now equivalent kind of like AAU? Yes. Okay. Yep. It's talked about a lot. I mean, but I had one coach uh, under it was two regimes ago. Mm. All he cared about was seven on seven. That's what. He based his recruiting on skill positions. Yes, and he and I had a knockdown drag out. I'm like, bro, you better turn that film on, right? Because if he ain't gonna hit nobody, or if he ain't gonna stick his nose in there, or if the receiver's not gonna block anybody, you don't want that guy, right? Because we call them paper champs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. So you don't want that guy. Now he can be flashy. He can be, you know, he'll run a corner route, but. Is he going to go in there and block a linebacker, right? Is that cornerback going to come fill on the run? Right, on the crack block. On the crack block. Is he going to crack replace? Or if he's on, on the backside on the tight end, he's got to fill that yeah. C-gap. C-gap or D-gap. D-gap. Yeah. yeah. Is he willing to stick his nose in there? He was like, man, no, no. So we had a knock, knock down drag out about it because that's all he was worried about. Seven on seven. Was seven on seven. Going to seven on seven stuff. But it's yeah, it's really prevalent now. Is that when your boy Bookie was coming around? Preach. <laughs> it was his name Bookie? Bookie. 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 Brandon Riley Isles. Now he was a, he was a tough. He was he was he was, tough he was physical. He, yeah, because he ended up playing safety. Yes. Now he he was a guy that for his stature. Yeah. He was physical. Yeah. But I think I will say this. I think his seven on seven prowess set him up for failure. Because what people don't understand. This is why I asked you about it because. You know, in some ways, seven on seven is advantageous for the offense, right? It is because you're not getting hit. But then, some, and I think sometimes when you go to those like Nike, well, I think it was Spark or like those camps where you're doing a lot of one on ones. There's no referee there, Mm -mm. so like I saw a couple things of Buki, like where he was like jamming. I mean, he literally was like there was no there was no line of scrimmage. So everybody was like, he was crowding the line. He's crowding the line of scrimmage, and everybody's like, "Oh, he's super physical." And yeah. then he's breaking up a a two yard slant. Well, if you're grabbing somebody, it doesn't really matter. Grabbing, but holding. you, and so then therefore, I think you can get duped by that because ultimately, if you when somebody has pads on, they could literally just you know just punch and pull you and be gone. Yeah. And uh, and that's what that is a receiver release, and so. What happens if you get beat? Will you be crowding it, you know, and play 13 or 33 versus play three when the crowd is hyped? Yeah, it's cool to crowd it, but are you going to be able to do that? Those are the things you miss out on. Yep. Yep. So, he, and again, you watched him when he played at Oklahoma. Was, Some of those things came. Was, came high penalty. High. I mean, he, he led the nation in penalties. You know what I mean? Because he couldn't – he wasn't able to, to crowd the line of right. scrimmage. And didn't have a and lot of technique. didn't have a lot of technique. Right. He was doing that off of athletic ability right. alone. Yeah. So 
And that's what people don't understand. He was a little bit shorter in stature, so your technique and your fundamentals have to be have, have to be on point. They have to be impeccable. Yes. And that's why, you know, obviously when I first got here, um, you know, when I saw Baron Miles play, I remember Coach Sam telling me, when he, when you saw Baron Miles, there was no wasted step. Nope. You saw his feet. Yep. Now he was a great athlete, right? But everything that he did, playing the cornerback position, being a little bit smaller in stature, was made up by his smarts, his toughness, and then his athletic ability and fundamentals and obviously his technique. Yep. So then, therefore, he, he could go up against Chris T. Jones at Miami. At Miami, who was 6'3", 6'4", six, four, six, six, four, can get off the can ground. Can get off the ground. He right there with he him. He right there with him. Timing. Timing. And all that stuff. And so, you know, when you got a recruit like Dylan Rayola, I think what was really good with him, he's done it both, you know, doing a little bit of seven-on-seven seven camps. Dom does it right by him. It's good that Nebraska's in the mix, you know. Um so they're they're working at it, you know, and uh, but they gotta they gotta, you know, continue. I think this is gonna be a huge spring for Nebraska. Number one, you're gonna be able to separate some some guys. Yes. Um, and then also you're you know you're gonna have some subtractions, but then what you do coming out of spring will set forth what you're gonna do in the summer, and whether you have another little small wave of additions. I'm sure. I'm sure. You know. I'm assuming. After spring, they'll be, be they'll be below the eighty five. No, you you can go to August. You can go to you can go, you can go to August. August? Okay, yep. good. Not August. Um, it's either August or, or. Okay, well then let me ask you that in short. Then since we got about a couple minutes, so you come out of spring with one hundred and one, I think, right? Mm-hmm. You know you got to get to eighty five. Why wouldn't you trim to eighty five or below? See if that's me, I'm trimming to eighty five or below. Wait, well, I think they will. Right, but you have to yeah that yeah, time right. to get it. But by Big Ten rules, you right. have it to that time. So, so it, they will trim it. Right. So and just it might case, not be two eighty five or below, but close to it. Close to it, but I think because some guys will see the writing on the wall, they're gonna leave them. They're gonna leave so, anyway. Right. So that that that'll help you right. trim it, and then you also want to make room for transfer portals and all that for guys at, at other schools. You know, spring ball gets over; they see they're not right or JUCO or. Because JUCO, because well, JUCO, well, you don't want to really because your JUCO guys are already in the hopper right now. But the exception what, was Devin Drew last year. Yeah, well, what, a, to get there. what about a JUCO guy or like a guy that's at a school that has to get their grades right? Just Devin Drew. Devin Drew. So your JUCO guys are already in the hopper okay. right now. So okay. So Devin Drew, we knew going into it, it's going to be August. It's going to. We thought we thought June. <laughs> we thought in that's the like June. Build, that's like building a house, Kenny. Yeah. Hey, you well, know, hold on. It, let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase it, that. It, they thought June. Yeah, yeah. So they was hoping for June. They was hoping for June. They should have known it was going to be August. Should, whatever before you got on that plane. Two weeks before we got on the yeah, plane. I, so, I like that one. That's like that's like holding out a training camp. I want my NIL deal. But, I want my jersey, and I'm going to Ireland. But you saw what you got. Yeah, my arm. Hey, man, I ain't so, been doing no arm curls and stuff. My arm. No, I'm talking about. But you saw what you. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was about my size. Yeah. So you know, going into it, you think I could play a little one technique? You. Exactly, you about my size. <laughs> I seen that brother. I was like, "Dang, y'all make D lineman." Like Bro, he looked like somebody old uncle walking in. That's there. what I'm saying. I'm like, oh my god. I could get off the ball, kind of punch a hole in the defense, but you, I ain't holding. You would, you would give us more than yeah, what I he ain't. Gave but us. I ain't holding up against no double team. I, I might just create a pile or something. Yeah, I'm like like Coach McBride used to sit and spin. Yep. If <laughs> Coach McBride used to tell Perella, <laughs> you feel that other guy come on you, grab the first one. Yep. Sit and spin. Yep. I want to Seriously, pile. you taking and it freed up the linebackers. Yeah, yeah. You're going down. To take someone with you. Yep. Yeah. You sit and spin, and Mike Anderson and, and 
them guys had a field day with that because there was nobody in their right. face. So, so, so you would get. I would. So, do you? Would you wait, or would you? Would you? Me personally, I wouldn't have. You would wait till you as soon as spring's done. You'd be like, all right, I'm down to eighty. 80. You, you gotta, you gotta get, get it down, down to eighty. You gotta get it down to eighty-two. Because here's why I would go to eighty. Okay, just I'm listening. Because I'm assuming now, not only with all these scholarship guys, there's still walk-ons there. So I'm assuming there's a guy that's a walk-on mm-hmm. that's gonna leapfrog. Because that's just by numbers. Alone, <laughs> they will leapfrog it. Right, just by numbers yes. alone, there's gonna be somebody that's better that's in that yes. present day scholarship yes. that's a walk-on. Yes. So I want to. You want to reward that guy, right? So if you're talking about respecting the walk-on program, right, it's got to be two, right? So then now you got three scholarships. And I'm sure that they're in the recruiting department. They got the. They probably know that there's gonna be three guys in the portal that at least gonna you know, throw their hat in there. And then you got to think some guys, you know, might be, you know, might, you, you might have some subtractions before the end of the season or before the season starts before. in the summer, because some guys might get home, talk to they talk to their little buddies, mm-hmm. you know, always. You know, and then they think like, Oh man, you should be starting, man. You need to, you need, you know, you need to transfer. You should be going here. You remember in high school, three years ago, you were a four star. Yeah, man. I remember that. You remember so and so coach. Yeah, man. That's where you should be going. And then they, they call up coach. Wilhite. He said, coach, Wilhite, I'm going to the portal, man. Bye. And that happens. So that's why I get down there. Yeah, because, like, I mean, again, walk-ons was mine. Right. That was mine. I took right. that really to right. heart. So I always wanted to make sure those guys were taken care Take, of. Right. I mean, Wyatt Leeward. Yeah. He he outperformed. Yeah, a lot of people. A lot of people. I mean, he, he broke records in testing. Yeah. Now, you can be a testing hero and not good at football. When he was on the football field, he outperformed a lot of people. Right. He deserved a scholarship. I mean, he 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 got he it. it. Yeah. He earned it. But like Jay said, you're gonna have walk on guys that yeah. are gonna need those. But that's why I said eighty two. Yeah. Eighty two, because now you can take, you can reward a walk on kid right. one, and then you you have room for three. But if you don't get three, now you have one left. You're not gonna get three. And. The- yeah, in the, the that you can use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't need to be picking. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, about eighty-two, eighty-three. You're gonna, you, you're not I'm gonna like, get three you, that you can plus, use. And plus, out of that eighty-two, eighty-three that you keep, there's still three. No, there's, still, there's three in that color coded thing that I gave Scott Frost. There was still some pinks in there. There's more the than pink, th- the, the pinks was. It flip a coin. There was more than Jack, three. You, you on your last, <laughs> you on your last lifeline with Coach Foreman. Yes. This is where you at. <laughs> you late to a meeting, gone. You let you miss summer school, gone. You fail a drug test or one of the ones that T.O. used to get you when he used to come out of the bottom of that dang stadium. <laughs> I can see, I can see Coach Osborne now. We having, I was having a good old summer, Kenny. Here he come. Yeah, we got we going drug test you guys. Hey, I blended in like I was like a chameleon. My, hey, keys got my keys. We're gone. They they called me. I said, man, I'm already in Minnesota. I got to get you in a couple of days. I got to prepare for it. Anyways, man, <laughs> you got to go give me some herbal drinks, man. Anyways, man, Jay Foreman, Kenny Wellhite, we're going to go to a break real quick. <laughs> coach Osborne probably like, man, I ain't trying to hear this after my birthday. I apologize, Coach. I love you, man. We'll be right back.